Dee Dee Moonflyer here. Welcome to the Twilight Tonic Podcast. As always, I have a freshly brewed batch of the strange and unusual to share with you. So grab your favorite tonic, step inside the broom closet, and let's get started. Let's welcome tonight to the broom closet, Curtis. Curtis, how are you? And I want you to tell everyone about your paranormal experiences and about your YouTube channel on, it's called Werewolves? It's called Werewolves, yeah. I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. (laughs) And I'm honored to have you on tonight. From what I've seen, it's incredible. Oh, cool. I'm happy happy to be here and have a chance to to talk to you, talk to everybody. (laughs) Well, tell people, I know some people are probably curious about how the dogs fit in and what you do and what got you interested in the paranormal. Well, okay. Well, I guess we'll start with the, yeah, we'll start with the werewolves and it's, it's werewolves, W-O-O-F-S. Okay. Um, like wolf, (laughs) like the dog, (laughs) the dog, of course, I think the white, I think the white dogs actually are part wolf. I'm oh. not sure. We'd have, to, we'd have to ask Bill about that one. They're quite pretty. Um, they are. They're very pretty. <laughs> and, they're very, and they're very sweet. They're a lot of fun, too. But, yeah, Bill's, Bill's an urban, um, like, so we'll start with Bill. Bill's an urban bush driver. I think that's the proper <laughs> word for it, or the word he made up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, he, but Bill runs a dog sled team. Um, and he uses either recumbent bikes or he has this thing now called a, a swing car that I think was specially built mm-hmm. um, for what he's doing, which is basically a four-wheel drive vehicle. And the dogs aren't really pulling it. It's more that they're kind of – they're, they're motorized. So it's more like the dogs are kind of just running along with it. Although mm-hmm. they're strong dogs, so when they take off, you, they, they kind of do take the car with it. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> Animals are really sensitive to the paranormal. Do you notice if they are sensitive when you take well, them? Well, that's kind of that. I mean, we'll just find these weird little. A lot of times it'll be, you know, the, the dogs will be acting weird. It'll be so, you know, sometimes it's just animals. You know, we obviously we've found a lot of owls and um, <laughs> and bats and right. deer and different things. They were acting. They were acting that. But yeah, sometimes they'll react and they'll be like, well, you know, what are they all? You know, what are they? What are they all wigged out about? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's a smell or something, or but you know it could be a sound, or it could be something they hear. I, I'm not, sometimes I'm not sure. Right. Bill, um, like on our YouTube right now, I think Bill's just put 
field clips of the day. So what was happening while he was out on these bush driving trips was he was catching, he was going back and reviewing his, his footage for the, you know, not, he wasn't a paranormal person. He was just going back and reviewing his footage for the, for the, for the dog runs because he has a, a, a fairly substantial Facebook page and, and YouTube on that. And mm-hmm. um, he was he was finding that he was catching words and voices and different odd things um, in his video. So um, he contacted me. I've been probably I've had an interest in my entire life, um, but probably investigating. I've probably been investigating for about twelve years. Now. Um, oh, okay. Wow. And so he contacted me through a mutual friend. Those guys are all from Baltimore. Um, but we had a mutual friend that lived <laughs> basically halfway between uh, mm-hmm. here in Baltimore that lived near both of us. It was in touch. Uh, <laughs> so Bill asked me to go out with him. And he took me to some of these locations, basically ruins, um, Pawpaw Tunnel, um, different places where he was having strange things happen um, and show up on these um, on his videos that he, that he couldn't explain, voices and noises and different things. And, um, yeah, there seemed to be, once I went out with him, I was like, yeah, there's a lot here, man. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I was like, you're fine. And I didn't realize how many abandoned places there were um, scattered through, and I don't know about the rest of the, I'm sure the rest of the country is probably like this, but it just scattered through uh, West Virginia and Maryland and um, Pennsylvania. There's a lot of, a lot of ghost towns, a mm-hmm. lot of little towns, little places that used to be there that just aren't there anymore. Interesting. So that, anyway, so that's how that's how Bill and I hooked up. Like, like I said, um, you know, he's he's basically an urban explorer with an, an a dog enthusiast. And, mm-hmm. um, I was a paranormal person. Um, there's a photographer that works with his name, um, Doug Sanford. He's mm-hmm. a former combat photographer. Wow. Um, was in the military that did combat duty. So, um, and he thinks we're scary. So I mean, he's like, <laughs> we're in the graveyard one night. I literally scared the crap out of him. And, and he was like, that's the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, dude, you've been in combat. And he said, I'm not. <laughs> I, I think sometimes when people don't expect to see something, when they see or hear something, it's it's pretty scary. You know? When something talks to you and you can't see it, it's kind of unnerving, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what is some of the the most rememberable places you've you've done paranormal research on with the guys what's the one that sticks out the most is it all of them do they all have a unique quality well some places we some places we go we don't get anything um we put that up too i mean some of our some of our investigations are very boring there's an investigation um for Ruby cemetery that we put up that um you know a few little odds and interactions but not not really anything that you could you know, write home about or do a show about, but mm-hmm. it's it's there. It's it's one of our investigations that it's on there. Um, we didn't get a whole lot that night. I was there for another time where I got um, quite a bit of interaction. Um, and that night I actually had, I'm still not, not really sure, it's one of our videos, I'm still not really sure how to describe it. Something kept, I was, I was had a, um, a, a tripod meter sitting on top of a tombstone and it kept going off. And I noticed that every time it was going off, my my um, full spectrum camera would blur, uh-huh. and so I, it happened a couple of times in a row. And I realized that every time the every time the tripod went off, the camera went all out out of, out of focus. So I said, "Are you?" So I I just said, "I said, are you standing in front of me?" 
It was all blurry. And I said, if you're standing in front of me, I said, move your left or right. Just move out from the front of the camera. And it moved. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how to describe it other than as a, basically a moving blur. Mm-hmm. And it didn't have any real shape or form to it. It was just, you know, mm-hmm. kind of oval, oval shaped, really. Wow. Do you find a lot so of cemeteries have that kind of energy when you uh, investigate? Some are peaceful. Yeah. Some are peaceful. It just it just depends. Some are very peaceful. Uh, the graveyard pandemonium was not a peaceful place. Mm. Um, it was strange. There was, you know, there was a, that's a place, there was a slop. The pandemonium is a place in Pennsylvania that was a, I guess I should tell you what pandemonium is. Um, there was a little town in Pennsylvania called Pandemonium um, mm-hmm. that was founded in 1700s. And it's gone now. It's nothing but ruins and a little cemetery that sort of kind of gets kept up by the County Historical Society. Um, (laughs) Really? And this was a town named that? It was a town where everybody in the town died, I believe, of a smallpox epidemic. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so you went there. Yes. Okay. And where did you investigate? What was the most impactful part of your investigation there <clears throat> probably the, the ch- there's a in the middle of the graveyard there's a group of and this is typical of a lot of old graveyards there's a group of children's graves mm-hmm. um all together and on this one grave in the graveyard um there was a sloth doll and <laughs> the, the the um anyway sloth is associated with the um the demon of sloth, which is one of the seven deadly sins. Um, and that demon associated with that is, is named Belphegor. And mm-hmm. um, apparently there have been reports that there was a the, the spirit of a young girl um, haunting this cemetery um, named Sadie. I've, you know, I found all kinds of stories on the internet about everybody going out and talking to Sadie. Um, well, you get out in this graveyard, and it literally looks like a monument to the devil, like some kind of voodoo shrine that you'd, you'd find um, – Maybe in a graveyard in New Orleans or something, but not not in the middle of Pennsylvania. It was just really strange. Really, oh, okay. um, you know, you expect to see things like that in the South. You don't expect to see things like right. that in the middle of Quaker Pennsylvania. It just seems strange. Exactly. <laughs> seemed really out of place. And there was also a grave where a man was. There was also a grave where, where a man was buried outside of the cemetery. But it was kind of strange too. It looked—it didn't really look like a grave, so because it had—it was another one of these places where like there were offerings, and it was just strange. Wow, <laughs> like not something you expect to find in the middle of Pennsylvania. Was was this was. village? You think a Quaker village at one time, or just? I know that it was. I know that it was. They named it Pandemonium because, um, like, um, the people that settled the town spoke three different languages, and I'm assuming. That were probably talking Dutch, German, mm-hmm. and English is my guess, but I'm not positive about that. But anyway, the people in the town didn't speak the same languages, and they couldn't decide what to name the town because so they mm-hmm. called it Pandemonium. Wow. Um, my understanding is that everybody in the town died of smallpox, or or the a smallpox epidemic wiped mm-hmm. out most of the people in the town because most of the graves in the town are all from around 1902. Mm-hmm. Like literally everybody in the town died in 1902. Wow. That's a pretty intense energy there, I, I'm I'm thinking. <laughs> it's a very dark 
weird place. And my suggestion to the, the entity haunting that graveyard is he just stay there. Right. <laughs> wow. He doesn't need to be able, he doesn't need to be able to wander around anyway. He needs to just stay there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a he's a plague demon. I mean, yeah, he's not cold. <laughs> I mean like everyone the but he's also kind of a warning I see him as kind of a warning, and I always feel like that he was because he, I, you know, he showed up during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I almost see him as a warning. It's like, hey, you see what happened to these people? Mm-hmm. It's like he's going, hey, they all died. Right. Here they all are. Right. So interesting. They, you know, supposedly they were angels at one time, so they do have that. They do have that side to them. Sure. Did um. You communicate with him. Did he show up? Did you hear oh, very him? Clear. I, well, I didn't see him. No, if I could hear him very clearly, yeah. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, that's an interesting conversation. If you listen to our investigation from that graveyard, and Chris, is, we're switching between an SB7 spirit box with the, with the antenna taken out of it and different apps. I think he's got a crystal radio. That's one thing that we're doing when we're, we're investigating. We're not just sitting there with one piece of equipment and going, mm-hmm. oh, this is what this is. We're switching. We're constantly switching equipment. Right. But the interesting thing that I found is that the, we're, we, the voice is carried from, from equipment to equipment. It doesn't matter whether I use an SB7 or an SB11 mm-hmm. or if I use a portal or I just use a regular speaker or I use some kind of an app. or It doesn't matter what thing I use. I still get the same voices or I'm still getting the same voices. Anyway, yeah, Belvedere was very clear. When I asked him if he was the one who presented himself as a little girl, he said, I am. And he said his name very clearly. Wow. I bet your every hair stood up on your body. No, because I was already expecting him to I was already expecting him to be there. I just was really surprised as a that's a slob. Because mm-hmm. once I started reading um the history of the place, I kinda knew I was going there. I'm a, I don't know if she's talking about a ghost hunter. I guess I'm a demon hunter. Wow. Because I because I don't I don't know that I necessarily believe a lot of the voices I'm talking to were ever human. Gotcha. And I, and I was um and I've told other people this before. I'm not I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know I know I know there's something there that I can talk to. Here's an, here's what happened to me at the Paul Paul Tunnel. Um, there's an entity named Jacob which I've encountered several different times. Um, you'll also see me refer to him as a goat man. Um, mm-hmm. Jake was another one of these spirits that likes to present himself as a child. He's not a child. He's a kid. Right. Like a goat, but he's not a child. Uh-huh. English is a funny language, isn't it? Yes, it really is. So he presents himself <laughs> as a human child, but he's not a child. Yeah, and he'll switch when he's talking. He'll switch from his kid voice to his adult voice in, in, in mid sentence, and even sometimes mid word. Okay. Like he told me to go f myself one time, and he and he switched voices right in the middle of it. He started off. He started off as an adult, and then he switched to a child. So the first word, the the, the f, the f was as an adult. The u was kid voice. Okay. He cusses, he cusses me all the time. He calls me the devil. Uh. And where do you encounter him? Where where do you, um, every time places, you go any back? Places, any places there's somebody that claims that they have a portal, basically. Oh, I see. And I won't I won't name any names or you know sure. people around who got portals. Yes, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um. So basically, any place anybody's got a portal. 
or that's open that's open one. Wow. Usually somebody has to open usually somebody has to open one. They're not just naturally there. So you kind of have your eyes wide open in a sense. You know whatever's out there, what basically what you might encounter every time you do your research. Yeah. And I don't necessarily know and I'm not saying there are I do believe there are spirits that are that were human. I'm not saying that I'm not right. I think that they're all demons. But the ones that are here that were human, um, and I'm not a big, I'm not a Christian either. I wasn't raised a Christian. I don't have that kind. Of, I don't have that ideology. But um, the Bible says hell is here on earth, and the devil is too. And I kind of started to believe that. Okay. So, anyway, the people, the, the spirits that are here that I can talk to, and I'm not saying you can't contact your. You're, I'm not saying that there isn't that that light side of it either that that people can't do that. I'm just saying I don't uh-huh. have that ability. Right. My ability is to contact this side of it. So those people with lack of contact are being punished. Okay. Yeah. I, in, in the next question I have, I've talked to murderers. I've talked to pedophiles. I've talked to rapists, and they're all trapped here. Right. They're on that third dimension. So to speak, whatever their, their little whatever their little personal hell happens to be, yeah, yeah, that they've created themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever they're attached. A lot of times, sometimes it's things that they're attached to. Also, right, attachments a major, major, major. People become too attached to things they can they can get trapped to. Yes. So, do you believe that you have this? Ability. It sounds like you have an ability to recognize them. They use the word. They use the word um, telekinesis. They use the word um, conduit. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think what other things they've called me other than the devil. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't the think you're the devil, are, Curtis. The, no. are the only ones that call me the devil. Mm. Well, the, or the negative probably, entities. It's probably a fear because you know that they're there, and you can tell people they're there. They call me a threat. Yeah, because you're, you're a threat. You know. Um, so, how does this affect you in everyday life? Are- <laughs> not, not in the least that I know of. My my life is really peaceful. Like I can't, I can't do that here. I can't get anything in my apartment or where I live. I have to go somewhere else to find it. I have to go find where there's a portal where somebody's been doing stuff with the, or playing with a Ouija board, or I've got to mm-hmm. go somewhere to do it. I can't do it here. I gotcha. Well, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I mean, that was the first thing I checked. I was like, okay, am I haunted? <laughs> I would check that, too, it was really the, quick. I was getting the same, I was, not all the time, but I would get some of the same voices different places, and that's when mm-hmm. I was trying to – that's when I started getting into, like, researching the portal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I haven't talked to him a lot, but I've talked to Bishop Long a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been poking into the um, – the original exorcist case a lot because that case was in Maryland. Right. And it's very near where some of the places are that we're investigating or having a lot of this activity. And the, that Jacob spirit that I mentioned claims that he's the spirit that was haunting Robert Mannheim. Oh, and he's interesting. apparently upset that they dismissed that as mental illness and he didn't get credit for it because he wanted to be famous. He literally said that. Wow. That's on a Paul Paul investigation. He said, guess what? We're going to be famous. Uh, wow, that's pretty. You've you've heard some pretty intense things then on your investigations. Yeah, uh, yeah, I have, and anybody can listen to them. Like I said, they're on our yeah. they're on our YouTube. 
Your YouTube video videos are awesome, by the way. I did watch some of them. Oh, thank you. I really enjoyed them. And also the website is really cool. People need to go on there. They really well, need thanks. to watch I appreciate them. that. And I'll put that information on the details on my podcast because we're on Spotify and we're on iTunes. So everybody subscribe cool. to iTunes, please. Um but yeah, you're on, you're going to be up there. It's really interesting talking to you because you're the one of the first investigators I've talked to that have said that they are conduit to this kind of communication, which I find fascinating and interesting. And you said you weren't raised in a cat. Were you, you were in a Catholic background or a Christian background? You weren't raised like that, correct? Neither. My grandfather was a Monacan Indian. I wasn't taught any of that. Okay. So you have a native heritage. I wasn't even. Well. I, I don't even know. I don't even know that you could say I was raised in Anglo society. I was pretty. I was pretty sheltered. I come from a really strange group of people. There's books about us. That's interesting. That is so interesting. You don't understand how interesting that is, Curtis. Do you? <laughs> That's. I find that fascinating. That. Where were you raised, Curtis? Uh, I was raised here in Stan, Virginia. Um, most of the streets in the town are named after my family, interestingly enough, although we were run out of it years ago, but I'm back. Oh, <laughs> what was the town called, if you don't mind me asking? Um, the town's called Stanton now. Originally, it was called Beverly's Mill. And my mm-hmm. the family line I go back to is the Beverly family. And we also trace back, even though we were Indians, we had a we had a... Um, <laughs> we had a blue bud granddaddy way back that was uh, a British lord also. Hmm. Interesting. You have an interesting background. Yeah. Um, we. <laughs> I'm the first, I think I'm the first, yeah, I guess I am the first person to legally have a birth certificate that says I'm white. Mm-hmm. Hmm. My grandfather has one, but he bought, he bought his. <laughs> uh, well, that, I think that was common from what I've heard. So, since you're a conduit and you go to these places, when you run, have you run into any spirits or entities in your investigation that were human that needed to tell you things? Oh yeah, I do. Like the Paul Paul Tunnel investigation, there are a lot of voices on there that think God that, are, that I think we're human. Uh, talks about them being trapped. The poor people are trapped. That was oh. one of the things they said. Um, you know, we need to get out. Yes. Uh, more people are trapped. There was another spirit that I kept, kept talking about. It sounded like she maybe jumped off, fell, either jumped or fell off the top of the tunnel into the canal and killed her because mm-hmm. the water wasn't deep enough. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. Why did I just keep saying, why did I jump? Mm. So I think she killed herself accidentally. And do you try to communicate with them that they can move on? Yeah, I do. Um, I'm, just, I, I'm I'm kind of uncomfortable with it. I have done sure. that a few places where um, there was a murder scene I investigated, and it seemed to me that this spirit was, it seemed to me that she was staying there because she was obsessed with her murderer, and I kept telling her, don't stay here with him. You can go on. He has to stay here. Right. Uh, and I said, do you see a light? She said, yes. And I said, go to it. I said, he, can, he has to stay here. You can go. Okay. And then he said something like she's gone, and then I couldn't get her to talk again. Wow, that's pretty intense, Curtis. Yeah, I got really emotional, and I like I said, I. It's difficult getting into a situation like that for me. It is it's very, it is very intense, and I don't necessarily intend to do that. Like I said, when I started this, I was kind of a non-believer. Mm-hmm. So for me to be like trying to like 
save people and cross them over and get them to heaven or and fighting the devil and fighting demons and stuff. It's really strange for me. I didn't and think this would ever happen, but I didn't didn't intend for it to happen. Right now, do the men, the other men you work with are they a believer in the paranormal? They weren't, but they either are now or 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 so influenced by the evidence that, and the things that they've seen and heard that they they can't deny it. Right. But I think there's still, and I'm like I said, I'm still skeptical myself. Here's the thing, and this is something to ponder: um, if there are demons, um, they would be extraterrestrials, would they not? I have no idea, to be honest. But no they weren't idea. born here. They, but they weren't born here. Right. You know, so is it a demon? Is it an alien? Or is it a is it a spirit? Is it, I don't know what I'm talking to, and I don't really mm-hmm. know that I can ever prove one way or the other what that is. But I know I can talk to something, right? And I can record it, and I can record it where everybody else can hear it too. And that's I think that's what's so interesting about investigators, you know. I'm finding a lot of paranormal investigators have a healthy attitude about they don't know what they hear. They know it's something's out there. And yeah, I don't know what I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's it's kind of fascinating to me that there is something. But how close are we to finding out why and what? Is always my yeah, I really get the impression that they don't want us to find out why and what. I've, I've had them tell me, tell me that you'll see. And I wonder, because science now, a lot of science is merging with some of this stuff, and I find that fascinating as well. What if dimensions are, uh, do they open up more? Is it more active now that the pandemic, I, I hear people say they hear more things now because of the pandemic. Have you had any experience with that? And see, that's the thing. I don't. I don't just sit around. You know, I don't hear voices just sitting around. I don't right. really hear them. I kind of do on investigations. It's it's always a whisper, and that's one thing I want to work on investigating this year. Is I don't think I need any of the apps or any of the portals or the radio. I don't think I need any of that junk. I think all I need is a is a microphone and an amplifier. Mm-hmm. Because I get a lot of if you listen to our evidence, there's a lot of disembodied voices mixed in there too that don't have any when we're not running equipment, right? And 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 I've got voices that I heard. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, you'll hear me go. Did that? Did, did he say something? And go back and you go back and listen on the tape, and they did say something, right? But usually it's almost always a whisper. But if I can capture that whisper on a camera or recorder, why would a microphone and an amplifier pick it up? So we're going to find that out. I find that really interesting, um, too, because I know there's a lot of fancy equipment out there. But if you're picking up on stuff like that, you're right. You probably wouldn't need all of that other than a computer so you can really listen in and and hear what they have to say. Yeah, I'm going to take all the junk out of it and just try using a microphone and an amplifier and see what I get. Right. What is your next investigation? <laughs> no idea yet. Whatever <laughs> we were talking, we've been talking about what we were going to do next. We've talked about um, there's the abandoned tunnels up in Pennsylvania. We like outside stuff and, and stuff that you can just walk up to that anybody can go to. There's these abandoned tunnels that used to be part of the Pennsylvania Turnpike, mm-hmm. and, and apparently inside of one of them, the government used it for a while and they built like a, a city or something. So there's like stuff inside of it, and it's really weird. 
but apparently a lot of people claim to get paranormal activity there. So we were going to go check it out. Mm-hmm. A lot of times what we're doing is investigating places that we see on YouTube and Facebook and, and online that we see where other people are saying that they're getting things happening. And we'll, we'll go try and you know see if there's anything to it or not. <laughs> we do a lot of debunking. Like I said, we debunked that story at the Pawpaw Tunnel. That, like I said, that was that did that murder didn't happen there, and he didn't murder his family. The house actually, he didn't, the house burned down by accident. The man didn't murder his family, oh, but it wasn't yeah. even there. So we, we're, you know, we're trying to like debunk, and like the thing with pandemonium too. We were trying to debunk that story too. There was no child in that graveyard that nobody needs to go ahead and talk to. It's a demon. Basically, they should probably stay clear of that graveyard, everybody should, right? <laughs> everybody should stay away from that graveyard. I don't blame them. Yeah, there's no reason. There's no reason to go to that graveyard. There's nobody alive related to these people. They all died. Gotcha. So there's no reason for anyone living to go to that graveyard now. Wow. Do when you guys pick an investigation, since since one of your members he. He investigates abandoned places, correct? He does, what do you call it, urban? Urban exploration, yeah. Yeah, so does he and, pick the locations usually? <laughs> like, well, like we talked about, sometimes it's the dogs do. Sometimes it's just places we find along, along the way. Sometimes we don't mm-hmm. even know that it's there. That's interesting. But the dogs do. <laughs> the, the dogs, dogs do. are like, we're going to go there. We got to visit. Uh, New River Gorge, West Virginia, which is a, has a population of like three. Most of the towns were in ruins. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a place we had a lot of fun just kind of wandering around in and finding stuff. There's ruins all over the place. There was like, like an old hospital and there was wow. a house that I went into. It was weird. There were pants like nailed to the ceiling. It was strange. What was nailed to the ceiling? Pants. Like, people's pants were, like, nailed to the ceiling. It was really weird. And there was, all, like, all these family photos and stuff. And Bill was picking them up, picking them up, looking through them. And I was running the spirit box. Uh-huh. And Bill kept asking him, asking what the, what the name was. And he said Satan, like, three times in a row. And, I, and, 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 <laughs> and Bill asked him what his name was again. And I said, he already said Satan three times in a row. Don't ask him again. And I said, I'm out of here. And I went, I went rolling out and ran up. And ran. I wasn't scared. I was just like, I'm not doing this, man. I said, don't ask him his name again. <laughs> He's lying. We need to get out of here. He doesn't like, want us going. in I'm here. Like, going. No. I'm like, no, don't ask him his name again. I think his name is the ceiling. It's weird. Yeah, he was probably a really weird person and didn't want any visitors, obviously. Did you right. talk to Did you talk to the three towns people that were there? No, I did not get the opportunity to talk to them. I probably would have scared them if I did. Anyway, they were all, they were older people. I think the only people that live. I think once they pass away, the the rest of the town becomes part of the National Park Service. Oh my goodness! Um, That's there's just... an older. So this is saying like one of them's the mayor, one of them's the postmaster, <laughs> and then I think the other one owns a little. Uh, the other one owns a little store. I think that's all it's there. That's just that's interesting. That's they're just, hanging on. They are obviously, right. and then. The people that have passed on definitely does not want any visitors, obviously. These people are, you know, when you hear the word lifetime rights, these people are exercising their lifetime rights, bless their hearts. They are. They're going to stay there until they're, until they're gone, and that's it. Oh, my goodness. You got to admire that. You got to admire that. Though. I do. Absolutely. That is their home, and they are happy there, including the dead, yeah. who do not want anyone there, obviously, but the townspeople. Exactly. <laughs> so, does any of of your family members did they 
ever do this kind of work are had abilities of any kind to make uh, you want to do that? <laughs> Supposedly, I have a, one of my way back grandmothers was a witch. But, um, <laughs> well, supposedly, the, when the king's guards came to to to, to uh, arrest her, she turned into a bird and flew out the window, and that was the last anybody ever saw her. Well, I kind of like that idea. I would do that too I like if that, I were her. I like that too. So my family crest is, a, is three black, is three birds, three black birds on a on a, on a white background. Oh, how awesome! <laughs> now, see, that's really cool. So she flew away, and I don't blame her. <laughs> yeah, she was a she was a Welsh prince. Welsh prince, you know, she was a, she was like the last of the druid princess, you know, princess witches or whatever. I don't know what you would call her. Well, that's she, yeah, interesting. High priestess. She was a, sor- she was a sorceress. <laughs> well, see, that's really interesting. You should really dive more into that background. That could be why you're a conduit. Correct. <laughs> it might be. It might be. Yeah. They say it runs in families. <laughs> So, Curtis, with all these investigations you're doing in the tunnels and stuff, what is your dream investigation? Um, and see, I don't like the places, a lot of the places. Not that I don't like them. I just think they're overworked. The, mm-hmm. um, some of the places that people go a lot, I think the spirits are really stressed out. Well, sure. Imagine having somebody, imagine having somebody in your house talking to you every day. I don't think I'd like that. And that's that's... I'm so glad yeah, you recognize that because some people don't realize these are people without their skin suits, you know. Yeah, and I'm sure so that's they are why t- we try to pick places that nobody, ever, that, that a lot of people don't go because usually those spirits are interested in talking to somebody. But you know, we've been places where nobody ever goes, and those spirits are lonely. Mm-hmm. Sure, they want to communicate that though they're still they're there. talking because they don't see people all the time. Sure, sure. So do you have um, a dream, dream place? place? It's a dream place to investigate the White House. Oh, my goodness. That would be, that would be capital, something, either, wouldn't either, it? Or the, or the Capitol, either one. Sure. <laughs> that, that would be probably one of the most interesting investigations if you could get in there that one could probably yeah, I have. Think, I think the Capitol would probably be the most interesting just because it's so, well, it's big, too. That would be fun. Um, mm-hmm. but just because so much has happened there. Sure. A lot. Like, you name it, it's happened. We've seen some of it, so why not? I mean, I bet you could get so much. But I know there's a lot of ghost stories associated with it, and I think some of those would be kind of cool to to check out. Yes. see if Henry Clay's still there. Oh, I think that would be really interesting. (laughs) You've also investigated some places in Gettysburg, correct? Oh yeah, I love Gettysburg, and not all and not all the normal. Places. Well, we did we did do a tour. We've done a couple. See, and that's the funny thing about Bill. Bill, you know, since Bill isn't a paranormal investigator, he doesn't have that attitude about going on public hunts. So mm-hmm. we will actually go on tours with with groups and film it, and that's been a lot of fun because we've gotten to meet people that were that were enthusiasts, not necessarily paranormal investigators. Right. Yeah, we did a public tour at Pen- Benhurst. You know, by the end of the night, everybody was following us around. And that was a lot. That was a lot of fun too. I bet. I bet that would be interesting. Did you Did you get anything when you went to Gettysburg? Or did, um, or do they yeah, need we've to had some in- go to your videos? Yeah. Well, and see, that's the interesting about me. I'm. I get some weird stuff, and I get called names, and yeah, I get a lot of pushback, and, and it doesn't matter where I'm in the north or the south. I get called stuff, whether it doesn't matter. I've been called a slave. I do have answers. I did have answers that were slaves. Um, 
Yeah, I've been called all kinds of things. It's it's interesting. Um, that would a lot be. Of, a lot of, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, Gettysburg. Yeah, we've got a, yeah, yeah, the Gettysburg was a school, it was a white school, and he kept telling me, you can't come in here. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think I, I would have been like, look here. No. <laughs> This was this was a disembodied voice. I didn't hear it, or I'd have said something back to me. Wow! So they are definitely trapped in time, aren't they? Yeah, they definitely are. That's so interesting. Although they have an awareness that it's that they're because like we we investigated a, a farm and a spirit led us around, and that interaction was only by ovulus. And he led us all over the whole barn. He said, "Go to the barn." They mm-hmm. killed people in the barn. Um, we talked about the Civil War. He, everything he answered, he answered through through the obvious and the obvious five um, on phonetics. And um, yeah, he was. Yeah, he led us. He led us all over all over that whole that whole that whole farm. Um, it was it was interesting. Um, but he kept saying um, when we were talking about the time, he asked what year it was, and he and we said twenty twenty, and he said that's far. Uh, he said, can't get there. He said, "Can't get there." Interesting. So they're aware, but they're not aware at the same time. Yeah, some of them, and then I also think there's some spirits that are just like I've gotten some stuff that that just sounded like they were going through their like they weren't even they didn't necessarily know I was there. Like they were working. There was mm-hmm. a mill we did where we had like mill sounds. It sounded like they were working. Interesting. And I think that was one of the responses that Bill got. I haven't. I'd have to go back and look at that. That was in his press. Mm-hmm. And I think they think that when he asked me, said we were working, was what they were, or we are working, or we were working, or something like that was the response that they got when they were asking questions. Hey, we're working. Leave us alone. Wow, that really makes you think, doesn't it? Yeah. Like I know in the afterlife, I don't want to work. I want to have so, fun. <laughs> were these people still alive in their time, and they thought they were hearing something, you know, and they thought we were the ghost? Because I had one, I had one spirit say, "Act like I was the ghost." See, that's interesting too. There, have you ever seen the movie The Others? No, I haven't. You, um, you have to watch it. That's that whole concept. Oh, okay. You will really enjoy yeah, he that. Said, he said I was. The, he said I was the ghost. Could be very well. To them, maybe. I don't, that's a, I don't know. Which would be interesting. I don't <laughs> Honestly, don't know. I could be a demon. They call me a demon. Maybe we are the demons. I have no idea. That would be really interesting to hear what we conceive as an entity or a ghost or a disembodied person to say we are the ghost. I think that would be fascinating. That's a really fascinating subject, actually. Yeah. Well, everything we experience is, is only our perception, and I guess that's the same for them. Yeah. I mean, if they're at work, yeah, I don't. And... We don't know that you see things or hear things the same way that I do. That I do. We don't know that. Right. It'd be really interesting to hear them say that and, and think that you were just interrupting their work and annoying them with questions: Are you here? What are you doing? You know. Well, and then the other, the other interesting response I had was at the end of, and that was one of the ones associated with Jacob. They kept calling him a liar. I said, "Don't believe him." But he, but he, but then one of the voices said, "I said, the, I said the spirit that was, I said that since you jumped off the um, top of the tunnel, I said, can I talk to her again?" And they said her name, Allie. 
And I, and I said, you know, I got to talk to her again. And I said, one minute, um, let us, let's, just ca- let's just catch her. Um, but then the strange thing was the voice of the, it always sounded like an operator. She said, what planet? Oh, I think that would probably said, toss me back a little bit. It'd be like, she what? said, one moment, what planet? And that's on that Paw Paw Tunnel investigation. Wow. Wow, you've yeah, definitely... Yeah, that one I was like, okay, um, are y'all messing with me or what? See, that would be so interesting. And I don't know that they're not messing with me because they talk about playing games. Yeah, well, I think I probably would if I was disembodied like to play a few games. But that that's really, that's really interesting <laughs> that they'd be like, what planet? I'd just sit there for a minute like, Earth? Hey. <laughs> You know. Yeah, like I said, that's on it. That's on the very end of that Paul Paul that Paul Paul investigation. That's that's what that, she says. What planet? Wow. <laughs> You've had some intense stuff happen to you, actually. Oh, and it's oh, and it scares Bill. He's, he'll be like, he'll be like, what just happened? I'm like, don't don't think about it, man. Just just roll with it. <laughs> you just got to roll with it because you know what they say: when you search for something, be careful. You might find something very different than what you expect. Well, he's all about to, but you know, Bill is not like I said. Bill's not a ghost hunter. He does not, you know, um, he's not a ghost hunter. But he loves experiences and he loves excitement and he loves learning things, and um, that's what we're doing. You definitely are. You're really going out to places that most of us would not go. <laughs> Abandoned ghost towns, towns yeah, people never heard of. That little, ha- that little ha- hell, the thing I call the hell house, that thing's dangerous. Is that the one with the pants? No, no. It's even worse than the pants. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You have to tell us about the hell house before we go because now you've sparked a lot of interest here. The hell house is this little house on the CNO Canal, um, and it is um, just past Dam 5 going towards Williamsport, Maryland. Uh-huh. Um, and it was not a lock house. It was a worker a house that was used by the workers while they were building the CNO Canal. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, the, what, what we got from our bit, well, there's something not good there because you go in there and the kids have been in there. And there's like, like I said, they've been. I guess they would. I, you know, and I don't. I don't want to like make devil worshippers angry or people that are in this, you know in the satanic things angry, but. I think there's a portal in this house, and I think some kids opened it. Mm-hmm. So it's a ter- anyway, it's a terrible little house. But anyway, I think what we got from our investigation was I think maybe it was a worker's cottage, and that there was a, a a woman that worked there that was like kind of the house mother to all the all the guys that worked there, and one of them killed her. Oh my goodness! Wow. And she was a French one. She was a French woman because we mm-hmm. keep we got some responses in French and. Um, and then she kept saying, like, sacrilegious or, you know, just different things. Right. Um, but anyway, I think one of the workers might have murdered her. Aww. And if you if you look up the history of the CNO Canal, apparently, apparently like, building the Paw Paw tunnel, tunnel, there were, like, literal race rides. Oh, my goodness. That's... Between the Chinese and the black and the Irish and different, you know, different communities mm-hmm. of workers that they had working on the tunnel. Apparently, they actually had, they had actual race rides while they were building that tunnel. Wow. I so yeah, it's got a really dark. It's got a really dark. The whole thing's got a really dark history to it, and there's a lot of abandoned stuff along it. 
Wow. How do people see your videos? What is your YouTube sites? Um, it's just YouTube, youtube.com slash werewolves, W-E-R-E-W-O-O-F-S. And um, then the, the werewolves Facebook page okay. also. And I will also put that information on the details of my podcast. Cool. And I hope, Curtis, you come back and tell us more tales because... I appreciate that. I will. I'd love to. It's fascinating. And I will <laughs> definitely put up your information. And I want to thank you for your time. You're very welcome. You have a nice evening. And you too. don't forget, guys, hit the subscribe button on iTunes and Spotify. Curtis, I look forward to talking to you again. Have a wonderful week. You too. Good night. Good night. Thank you.